Yo, yo, welcome, welcome to the Millennials Podcast. My name is Meeks. You can find me at the young underscore pilgrim on Instagram. We're going to be discussing everything that implicates young people today. So thanks for joining and we hope that you enjoy. Welcome to the Millennials Podcast. My name is Meeks and I'm your host. You can find me at the young underscore pilgrim on Instagram and other platforms. Thanks again for joining us today. We are going to talk about failures versus mistakes in this podcast. After hearing a lady say on a show that she makes no failures, but tends to make more mistakes, I was astounded by the whole notion that one can live life and believe that they didn't fail and only made mistakes. So I get the sense that she was covering the fact that in her personal life, she had a divorce and therefore she didn't want to call it a failure rather than a mistake. And I'm not sure if that's kind of just to buttress her emotions, but I guess it's an important subject to get into because what is a mistake and what is a failure? Are the two synonymous? Are they different? And what does that tell us about how we view the world and how we move in it if we look at our issues as failures or mistakes? So I want to delve into this idea of failure first, right? So think about a woman going into a bar and buying a guy, let's say a drink or something, and the guy is super stoked that a lady has taken notice of him and says thank you and then she goes ahead and buys him a second drink and he has no idea she's flirting with him but in her mind she's like this guy needs to kind of get a sense of what's happening here get a clue my guy she's thinking in any event she doesn't say anything until later on he goes home and figures out oh snap she was actually flirting with me and i should have kind of taken the heed to kind of maybe say thank you and get her number and you know just flirt back basically so in the context of a woman in that situation she believes that she made a mistake. It's not a failure. However, if you kind of look at women applying for jobs, let's say at companies where they don't feel fully qualified for and altogether don't apply for it, they tend to see that as a failure or avoiding a failure, right? So women are more risk averse than men are because in the contrary, a man will apply for a job that he believes he's underqualified for. And he'll do this just because of hubris sometimes, which is not, not a good trait, but other times he'll do it because he literally wants to learn how to to do that job and his passion and drive will probably at least give him a 60 to 70 percent shot of doing well in that role right and the same could be true for women applying for the same job it's just the fact that she's not closer to 90 percent to 100 percent on paper qualified for that role she'll kind of forgo the opportunity because she sees a failure as a bigger deal than a man does so men we make mistakes pretty often and the whole idea is to fail often and learn fast i think that's a steve jobs quote and so men tend to be on that trajectory and when they fail they fail big, big time. Like the guy in charge of WeWork now is a complete failure. But guess what? He has billions of dollars that he has accumulated over the years and is probably worth uh, triple digits in the millions. So he failed, but ultimately hit it okay by his own standards. So there's a really important juxtaposition between failure and mistakes that is worth noting here. And if you look at it from the gender perspective, it's even more noticeable. However, it's important to note that in the US, we have, for example, going back to marriages, a pretty high divorce rate. So it's almost 50%, maybe higher these days, but that's been the number that's been thrown around. And what tends to happen is Americans have a very rosy view about the future, but they're also very practical, right? So a woman, typical woman comes 
coming out of college, let's say Caucasian, mid-20s, is thinking about maximizing her potential as a mother, as a professional woman, and therefore she's looking for the best male in her class to begin this process with. And this this process starts super early. Even high school, women are kind of checking out what type of guys they'd want to settle down with. Because again, women mature faster than men. And so these, these answers and questions and answers have been kind of resolved sometime back before graduation. So soon after graduation, they basically just hone into the guy that they want to settle down with. And this is more for millennials, to be honest, than future generations, because now things are all over the place with the diversity of genders and that sort of thing, which I, I won't get into until another episode. However, so they jump into these relationships. Often they do the right thing, because if you're graduating with a guy, let's say he gets a job on Wall Street and you get a decent job at a healthcare facility, let's say you guys figure it out. You're making over a hundred thousand dollars together in your mid twenties, but maybe you haven't necessarily explored each other's kind of pet projects, passions, their core kind of interests. So it was just kind of like a rush move because it was the right time in your life to pursue a relationship and settle down. And therefore, at some point, we see these divorces kind of kicking in, let's say in the thirties, let's say as soon as they start hitting their thirties, life comes at you fast and then you see these divorces. So that is indicative of a failure. But I think what's cool about Americans is that they get up and try again, which is a highly unique trait because when I travel to places like Europe, I don't necessarily see that drive of okay, we messed up, we failed as a couple, divorce hurts, but I'm going to try again. Like I'm going to try and get a decent guy who hopefully maybe he has one kid and I have a kid from my previous relationship and we'll try and make it work. So it's not necessarily a failure, but more of a mistake because you're willing to look at it from a positive outlook and make the best of it. So I applaud Americans for having that type of willpower, which again, in Europe, I'm not necessarily sure how they resolve these things. I think number one, they don't get married as as often and as seriously as as we do. I mean, they might get married seriously, but I'm not sure how often it occurs in, in relation to the US. I know Americans are serious about settling down as soon as possible with the right person. Okay, so failure is inevitable. Mistakes definitely happen all the time. And if we look at it from a geopolitical context, we see countries making mistakes in terms of their decisions of how they manage their people. We see this all the time after the elections, let's say in Africa this year, we've seen so many elections that have gone awry. And you're thinking to yourself, man, that is a huge brouhaha. How are these guys going to come out from that? And places like Kenya too, you know, like they had a contested election. A lot of people said it was a complete failure of the system. The election process, democracy was kind of jeopardized, but they're trying to find their way regardless of the outcome. So in a sense, democracy is getting pushed forward and you would hope that in the next election cycle, things get better, not worse. Now, if they get worse, let's say in politics or in a relationship, in other words, you you make the same mistake a couple of times and you get married again and it's a it's a failure, then that's a problem. You need to really take, take stock of what's happening and resolve those issues internally, which you should have done after the first failure of your marriage. You should have done that and, and really reconsider how you can resolve these issues. But ultimately, failure is part of life. And so when I heard this lady say that she didn't fail, but she made a mistake, it just sounded like she was trying to make an excuse. And I think if you make excuses about your failures, then you're unlikely to resolve those issues and you're bound to make the same mistake. So I gather that she's not she's not married to this day. So, you know, until you can actually fix that problem, then it remains a failure. I don't think you can call it a mistake until you're able to fix that problem. So 
failure and mistakes are part and parcel of life. You want to mitigate the failures, but you're you're going to make mistakes, but make mistakes in the direction that make you a better person. So the mistake that you made yesterday, try not to make that mistake again today. And you will know you're kind of improving when you're able to kind of overcome the crises of yesterday and, you know, speed through it. Right. Like people know they're boundaries. They know what they can tolerate. And so we have to be cognizant about that. And one thing I do recommend, and maybe this is what makes Americans more resolute than Europeans, is they have a sense of faith and the relationships and studies have actually shown that the people who have faith or go to church on a monthly basis, say, for example, or have community, they're accountable to their friends and their family. They tend to have better relationships than those who, let's say, are just grinding out 60 hours a week and just trying to get by with their spouse. Community and faith are super important in in our context of avoiding mistakes and failures. Now, again, in Europe, they've had like a number of issues. So with the Cold War and the and the various issues and problems that they've had, marriage has become a second tier institution. So you're not seeing too many people clamoring to get married. They're in relationships. They're living together in London somewhere. But the marriage aspect of it, because faith has been kind of removed from their context in Europe, it's just like, what's the point? Let's just shack and jive until, you know, we need to change a situation. And that's problematic for a number of reasons, one of which is that it doesn't make the couple accountable in the long run. And you also notice that, too, they don't have children as much because obviously they're kind of holding back in terms of what if this doesn't work out and that sort of thing. So it's, it's really important for us to think about how we bring our faith into our relationships and into our well-being and really strive to bring the best type of faith beliefs into our relationship. Now, would I have any beef with dating a Parisian girl with a gap in her teeth and who knows great songs and culture and can take me around the sights and sounds of Paris and sings Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? with a clarity. Yeah, I would definitely want to date that type of girl. But at the end of the day, we're talking about settling down. And ideally, if their context isn't to necessarily settle down in the long run, because, you know, the divorce rate in Paris is pretty high. And, you know, they do a lot of like the hooking up and seeing how it works for a few months. I mean, we've seen all these scandals from the presidents in the past. So it's just a French culture, for example, that is kind of sketchy. And again, like it might be a religious thing that they're lacking. So yeah, I would try and date a Parisian girl if she can harken back to her spiritual roots, her faithful, godly roots, I would definitely appreciate a Christian French girl as a partner. And overall, they're more amicable and amenable to guys from the US, for example. I just don't know if in the long run it would be sustainable given the fact that their culture is different from ours. And that's, I think, what makes us kind of different in the sense of we value relationships, marriages, and if we make mistakes, we're willing to try and fix them. I'm not sure if that's the case in Europe. They'll avoid the failure and sometimes even avoid the mistake altogether. And again, I think that's because there's a lack of a foundation in Christ, in faith, in God. However, I will say that American girls, at least millennials and guys, have lost faith in God also. I mean, I find very few people my age and below who are serious, faithful folks. And of course, they, they are a ton more than any other country. I think Western country, for sure. America is definitely still very Christianized in its way of thinking, despite the you know recent kind of development of different ideologies. But ultimately, I think the culture, Hollywood culture has really, really taken a hold of millennials. And so, yeah, you can flip a coin between a friend 
French girl and a New York girl, I would err on the side of the French girl. But if it's a French girl and a Parisian girl and maybe a girl from the South, yeah, I'm more than likely more drawn to a Southern girl who has those family values, those religious values than the Parisian girl who can show me the Sauban and show me the Mona Lisa. But when it comes to talking about the Christian history of uh, French, like the French Revolution, for example, she's like, I don't know what that is, sir. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's it's important for us to just make that differentiation or categorization. But a thing. So it's, it's really important for us to think about how we bring our faith into our relationships and into our well-being and really strive to bring the best type of faith beliefs into our relationships. I think that's going to mitigate the failures and definitely mitigate the mistakes that we make. So I guess I just wanted to come out here and talk about that. And I hope that you're encouraged by the notion that we all make mistakes and it's in our ability with the grace of God to do better every single day. And when we do make more than mistakes, which is allegedly called failures, let's admit that they are failures. And that way we can start over and figure out the best way and the best practice not to do the same thing again and expect different results. So thanks for listening to this short piece about failure and mistakes. Until next time, we'll catch you later. Yo, yo, welcome. Welcome to the Millennials Podcast. My name is Meeks. You can find me at the young underscore pilgrim on Instagram. We're going to be discussing everything that implicates young people today. So thanks for joining and we hope that you enjoy.